Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of Rewriting the Narrative. Uh, we've got Matthew Benson, myself, and my good friend, Brady Schleyball. What's up, guys? And uh, this week, we're really excited because we've got our first ever guest joining us on the Rewriting the Narrative podcast. And ironically enough, uh, our guest was actually featured in, in, in introducing Appalachia Post early last week or late last week. I believe so. might have been two weeks ago. Might have been two weeks ago, but her name, uh, she's a lovely young lady. We learned a lot. She lives in Asheville, North Carolina, and her name is Rachel Taylor. And we're super excited to uh, have this conversation with her, and I think we're going to learn a lot. It was really cool, too, to, to kind of hear more in-depth about a place that we, we were uh, about two years ago for the convention down there um, and j- just kind of dig into what her and her nonprofit organization are doing. Before we dive into that, we've got to give a huge shout out to our sponsor for the Rewriting the Narrative podcast, Dave Strickland of Chillicothe State Farm Insurance. If you do not have insurance, my guy Dave will take care of you. Be sure to check him out. You can find him on social media. Um, search, just search Dave Strickland State Farm. You can find him on the web, but he's the man when it comes to insurance. Thank and, you, Dave. And if you guys too, if you already have insurance, make sure you guys even just shoot him a message, tell him thanks. Um, b- because of his sponsorship, we get to keep uh, doing this and spreading the good word about Only in Appalachia. Let's get into the, the interview. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Rewriting the Narrative. I am here with my co-host, Matt Benson. And today we have the, the special honor of really getting our, our first interviewee out here. Um, you've had a chance to listen to me and Matt a little bit, and we're kind of tired of talking. So um, today we have with us Miss Rachel Taylor. Um, Rachel, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you all for having me on here. Um, uh, as y'all said, my name is Rachel Taylor, and I'm based out of Asheville, North Carolina. Went here for undergrad. Um, I've been here off and on and just absolutely love Western North Carolina. That's awesome. We had a chance to go down to Asheville a few years ago, actually. It was the last year. It was an awesome little town. It was my first time down there, and great couple great breweries. And uh, is it, 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 what, what college campus is down there? There's like UNC it. Asheville and Is then the Western. Okay. Yeah, Western has a satellite campus here. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, we'd love to learn a little bit more just about your, your upbringing and, and how you ultimately made your way down there. So can you start by just giving a little insight into childhood, ultimate progression into education and, and, and what, the, uh, what you're doing now? Sure, yeah. Um, so I didn't grow up in the Asheville area. I actually grew up in southeastern Alabama. Um, but my grandparents live just outside of Charlottesville, um, Virginia, and so um, I kind of grew up, fell in love with the mountains through visiting them, and when it was time to go to college, I um, wanted to try to go as far away as possible uh, and then and then also have a good school. So I went to UNCA and just fell in love with the Western North Carolina all over again. And... Um, um, yeah, I tried, uh, I, after I graduated there, uh, my husband and I moved around uh, across the country to other countries and uh, we just kept feeling the pool of Western North Carolina on our hearts and we came back and I went to grad school here, just recently graduated. That's congratulations awesome. Congratulations again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so what originally did you go to school for and then um, as well as grad school and are you kind of working in that field now? I am. Um, 
not working in what I studied in undergrad, <laughs> which I feel is a, a common tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I got a liberal arts degree uh, from UNCA and I double majored in uh, Spanish and interdisciplinary studies with a focus on Latin American politics. And then I minored in cultural anthropology. So I just thought if I keep adding things on there, something will work out. Um, and then, and then I tried a lot of different jobs. I tried organic farming, um, on CSAs and then on like a sort of dairy type of situation, uh, taught English abroad. And I think through, uh, and I worked at ski resorts. So I think trying all these different things really helped me kind of figure out what I liked about each situation and then kind of how I wanted to use those skills moving forward. So I really decided that a master's of public administration was what I wanted to do. Um, and it turns out that Western had a really good program. Western Carolina University um, had a really good program. And so I went back for that. And now I am using that degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I love the it sounds like you're really intrigued by culture more broadly. It sounds like you like to taste a lot of different cultures. Um, do you have a specific, uh, I, I guess, place in Asheville or a specific uh, thing you like to do that, that sort of ties in with the Appalachian culture down there? Sure. I um, I think that the French Broad River is like a really anchoring um, feature culturally and um, sort of from a natural resource uh, perspective. Uh, It's one of the oldest rivers in the world. Um, It was used for transportation. And um, now a lot of the breweries have come to this area because the water quality is so good. Interesting. I um, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I don't know a lot about it. Just drink the beer. I don't uh, go to the science. (laughs) Likewise. yeah, it's something about the pH. They don't have to do so much to to change the pH of the water, but you know, so it just brings all these things together. And then, of course, in the summer, um, you know, this year's a little bit different, but during the summer, you can just see flotillas of folks on inner tubes and kayaks, and and um, and so that that to me, going to, floating down the French Broad River, canoeing, kayaking, that sort of the anchor thing. And I used to raft guide on the whitewater section of it. Oh, that's awesome. Up the river. Yeah. Oh, I, I th- again, I think it's really cool that you had the opportunity to taste all these different cultures, right? Experience, I understand what you like, and you ultimately made your way, way back to the mountains or to the hills and, and, and finished your master's degree. So can you give us a little insight into the, to the work you're doing now? Yeah, so I work with NC Growth. It's a UNC um, University Center. Um, they sort of have two branches. They have got an economic development side and a um, business side. And so I work in mostly economic development, helping um, partnering often with counties or cities, um, often in rural and economically distressed areas. And so we um, really try to work with them and come up with like a tailor-made approach to um, economic development. So um, a couple projects I've done out in Western North Carolina have been related to outdoor recreation. Um, It's a resource that we just have readily available. And so kind of developing and helping those communities understand how to leverage those resources. Um, And we've done a lot of projects across the state, but those are sort of the ones based here in Appalachia. That's awesome. Do you um, want to kind of maybe go into one more in depth that kind of might have been your favorite project or like um, a favorite story of impact? I think that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Recently, I just finished um, a an asset mapping project um, 
for a county nearby and um, they wanted to really understand what kind of resources they had available so that they could sort of leverage those and move forward and um, spent a lot of time um, kind of just like looking at all the assets that they had and then finding potential ones and now they're trying to leverage that to get more funding and um, and also we're hoping to use that asset as a um, the asset map as a model for a broader statewide asset map. I love that too. That's sort of like look, looking, don't have to look outwardly to on what we can bring in, but rather saying, Hey, this is what we've got. We've already got something special here. And how do we make the most of that? And that sounds like that's fairly common, right? right? Right. Well, and a nice thing about, um, that is that, um, in Mitchell County where that asset map was, um, they have a really strong arts and crafts culture. They have this whole arts and crafts trail. And so we kind of came up with some ways to help tie the arts and crafts um, story with the recreation and tie it to their um, two major towns and communities that they had so they could really build off of those two industries. That's incredible. I love that. I thought it was really cool too um, when we were in Asheville just seeing the it was almost like a bunch of different cultures coming together um, especially even like rural and urban you kind of had a little bit of both of that feel um, even like I remember there was a band playing in the street there, a really good band. I don't know why they weren't bigger, but um, but yeah, can you kind of speak to that a little bit about how you've been able to kind of see and work with all the different um, cultures coming together there? And I think even a, a question before that too would be interesting. Like, is that something you anticipated? Like, were you a little surprised when you moved to Asheville and there's like all this cultural diversity? And uh, yeah, so I definitely chose it because there was a lot of cultural diversity. I really was seeking that in my own experience. And, um, and I think using that now, um, when I went to school as an undergrad, I was very like hyper-focused on Asheville. I just thought that, um, and I still love this town, I, but I just thought that the, the world stopped there and that that was just as good as it could get. And now I realize that there's like this richness as well to, to the whole region that um, they can kind of play together. And so I guess kind of um, to the second question is sort of, I love to see, now I like to see the, the interplay between the cultural diversity in Asheville and how um, it kind of plays with the diversity of the surrounding areas. We've got the Kuala boundary uh, where the Eastern Band of Cherokees um, Indians are, that's in Western North Carolina. Um, so there's just a lot of, of history here and um, I really love to see how, how they all work together. That's incredible. Like yeah, that's cool. Um, as far as, so as you, as you know, we're obviously going through a unique pandemic, right? I mean, this is something that's never been seen before. And, and you're, I would imagine that a lot of these cool assets have to do with um, travel and tourism to some extent. So, so how are you and how are counties and, and that you've been able to work with, how are they kind of resetting their minds in this COVID, COVID world? Yeah, well, um, I think- well, we're still learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of learning. Um, NC Growth as a whole has been just trying to put out a lot of information. We kind of compiled a da database uh, where people can go and find resources, whether that be businesses or local governments. Um, and so I guess for, from like sort of a travel and tourism perspective, um, 
I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more like online reservations um, ahead of time. And even just my family came up to visit and I wanted to take them tubing and you had to reserve it online ahead of time. There were limits on group uh, sizes. Um, and so I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, and then also after the Great Recession, there was a lot more sort of like localized travel. And um, so instead of flying across the country, across the world, um, I think, I'm not exactly sure, but I think we'll see people sort of traveling more regionally, which is good for us because we're in driving distance from a lot of major metro areas. Definitely. And I, I know too there in Nashville, there's a lot of cool um, just like places to stay, places to be at. And I think one of the things with COVID, this COVID situation is people are going to want to stay in, in a cabin maybe in the woods, maybe right outside of the city rather than traveling on plane to a bigger city like Los Angeles, New York, something like that. So um, e even though a place like Asheville is going to be hit hit by something like COVID, I also think there's a lot of opportunity there to attract new tourism and um, people that kind of just want to get away for a little bit. For sure. Yeah, we've definitely been seeing a lot of that. The um, the the folks are still coming. So that's sort of a you know, yeah. blessing. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, and when you're, when you're going into a, a new um, county, a new township and you're having that first conversation, what are the sort of like the, are there a few key lessons that, that you've learned that you sort of take to the table of, of how these counties should be thinking or, or what, what, what separates counties that are being successful in, in sort of this COVID transition compared to, ones that might not be as successful right now? Are there a few distinguishing characteristics? Yeah, I think um, one, just like the ability to be flexible and um, kind of sit with discomfort and try some new things and understand that not every new thing that you try is gonna work out well. Um, and then also just the strong leadership and the motivation I think that the um, organizations in the counties that have really like stood out that we've worked with, um, they just have this, the, the folks, the individuals who are in those counties are really pushing um, their communities to provide resources and just get put as much information out there as possible and really um, elevate the businesses in their communities as well. That's interesting. That's a good point that, um, you know, we've got our, our bigger politicians that um, can kind of try to do that. But ultimately, the people in our communities um, and the more localized leaders um, are really able to make that more personal contact with people and help that actual um, get people off the ground, get that motivation going. I think that's a good point. And one of our mm -hmm. favorite quotes is uh, vulnerability is a breeding ground for growth. And that's what, mm -hmm. what COVID is often, I mean, really doing, right? It's putting us in a vulnerable situation and we have an opportunity to, to grow from that or we can let it inhibit us. And it's great to hear that you, you're choosing the, the brighter path, right? And helping others choose the brighter path. So I appreciate your work in doing that. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what the, the future holds for the organization and sort of what is the, what's the North Star? What is, what does success look like? Um, well, for NC Growth, I think that we really hope to expand. So, so we work a lot with like partnerships and, and partnerships are really key to our success. So, um, and often, you, you kind of mentioned like sitting down with um, communities, we get 
a lot of our um, projects based on referrals. Um, and, and also, I should say that we, we are a nonprofit free service, so we don't charge communities for our work. Um, um, but so I think that for NC Growth, the, the goal is to keep expand our projects, expand our reach. Um, hopefully we can, we've got uh, somebody who works in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, we're hoping to expand a little bit more into hopefully Eastern Tennessee, um, but really just kind of expand our projects, create more good jobs and equitable opportunities. So, um, yeah. All very admirable things and mm-hmm. things that are needed. So uh, we, we really want to thank you. We don't want to take up too much more of your time. We want to thank you for, for joining us. Where, where can people find you? Where can people find your organization? Um, that is a good question. Um, if you just search NC Growth, it's under like UN, the UNC um, site, but I think it's ncgrowth.org. So. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, and, and thank you for the work you're doing. And it's awesome to see somebody like yourself that's been able to, to really travel the world and travel a country and get these experiences, but then to choose to come back to Appalachia and make impact in your own community. So thank you, and thanks for being the, the first one on the podcast. We're really excited about this. Of course. I'm happy to be the guinea pig. Thank you guys for having me, and I'm really excited to, to continue to watch y'all's uh, work and the growth of your organization as well. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. We might even be able to do something together in the future as well. That would be great. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that was Rachel Taylor from down in Asheville, North Carolina. A great place, a great person to talk to. She's awesome. And um, it was really cool to hear to hear about what her project and NC Growth are doing down there. Make sure you guys check NC Growth out. Um, I believe it was ncgrowth.com. Make sure you check them out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good kind of stuff. We're going to link that below in the, the podcast notes. And make sure you check us out, too, at um, Only in Appalachia. And we got to give another huge shout out to our sponsor, Dave Strickland, State Farm in Chillicothe, Ohio. I mentioned it before. I'll say it again. When you need, and everyone needs insurance, we all need it. When you need insurance, you got to get a hold of my guy, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, State Farm. Can't wait to see you next time. Thank you, us. Oh. If you guys know anyone that we should interview, too, um, send us a DM, shoot us an email, let us know. We'd love to have them all.